0: of one half radio plaza at life media studios hello folks welcome back to real country radio congratulations detroit you can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself the homicide tool has reached a nice even 750 details on the latest leveling from police sergeant coming up now we're gonna start off the set with in the morning 412. The hitless tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes, lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat and proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pulled you up a chair and listen to this. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist at Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at dirtyhookerdiesel.com.
1: Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call 989 479 0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement.
0: So far, yeah, it's rolling. That's yeah, on that one.
1: Oh, dual monitors. Ooh, fancy. Yep. Stuff we cannot afford at the Second
0: Baptist Bar and Grill. Stuff we don't have the desk space for at the Second Baptist Bar and Grill. True that. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: we're back. It's sidetracked. Powered by DHD. Still, still. Thank goodness Tony hasn't uh, thrown us out yet. So thank you for that, Tony, and thank you for all our fans for uh, bearing with us as. We're going through the madness we know is pulling season. I mean, thank you for finally joining me in pulling season, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> it got real busy, real real fast. Oh my lord. And I I've had what three four rainouts already. Uh one for me. Yeah, so it's been it's been a nut house actually. This past weekend after I got home, I am at 11,500 miles. Now, last year, I finished year between about half to 15,000 miles on. So you do the math at where I'm at in July. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> many miles traveled. Many, many. But you know what? I've got to see a lot of great competition, a lot of great people, and uh, may or may not have consumed a little bit of alcohol along the way.
0: Oh, you don't have
1: that. Oh, absolutely, and uh, rum and coke's been the drink of choice this year, so you want to come find me. I take uh, Coca-Cola and uh, Bacardi Silver, so just bring some up, and I'll let you sit in the announcer's booth.
0: Hell, we'll even let you hold the microphone if you really want to. I don't care. (laughs)
1: Freaking do whatever you want. Yeah, by the time we're done, you know, but nope. uh, Kind of just uh, get back and recap everything that's gone on type show, because Oh, it's been a minute. I know we said we want to get back to them regularly, but it's, it's kind madness. Of hard right it's now. madness. It yeah. is absolute madness. My schedule doesn't slow down till about the middle of October. And that's a scary prospect, is we still got a lot of polling in October, November of this year that I'm gonna be at for events. So looking forward to it. But right now I'm just looking forward to getting to that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just survive it's survival mode right now. Absolutely.
1: Um, start off news. Um, nothing really noteworthy coming out other than what we discussed before about the shields for the transmissions on the menus. Yeah. We covered that. That's that been about coming. it. Everybody's settled down. They're in for the grind. Um, uh, all regions are up and running for their point series. So, you know, no, nothing really noteworthy coming out yet. As far as that, nobody really wowing anything.
0: There's been a few dominant performances, but...
1: Well, we'll get to the one here in a little bit that stands out in my head, but...
0: Yeah, there's been a am well, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a little attached to that one anyways, so...
0: <laughs> I think there's a couple, really. There's yeah. Some, and they're both smoker classes, where it's going on.
1: But, uh, out oh, Richland Center, what was that, last weekend? Yeah. Or two weeks ago. Two weeks God, ago. Yeah, it's been two weeks, weeks ago now. Yeah, 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 because we were Port Hope last weekend, uh... Unfortunately another rain out for the beer money crew for churning dirt. That makes three years in a row in the fourth pole straight for them. Mother Nature was great all day, right up until about five thirty, clouds started rolling in, and uh by six thirty we were getting rain and unfortunately that was it. So uh, they had a great dyno event there, saw some great numbers being thrown up on the dino for street trucks, you know. Nobody um no big names of course, you know, all no, local guys. Local but, guys from up that way. The Nemeth crew, who's always up there in the street legal class, really put on a good show with their commons up there. And uh, Peterson, Fab, they threw their truck up there, had uh, some good numbers on their second run. First run up on the dyno, uh, brand-new twin charger set up on a Duramax, and uh, S-400 over an S-300, or S-300 over an S-400, and uh, shit can the Atmo turbo.
0: If you to break one, that's the one to break.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we told him to shut it. I heard it. And we shut down right away. He was just gonna leave it idle. I'm like, no, shut it down. Yeah, and keep, the keep wheel just more took parts in. go ahead the, do that. The wheel just tore itself up. Um didn't look like there's too much physical damage to it, but um the wheel was definitely shot, the turbo was shot. So um other than that, we had uh oil leak and uh we had uh head ga- or we had a rear main seal go, and we had a head gasket go on a
0: 7.3, and it must be making head gaskets out of just pure shit these days because I've seen more blown head gaskets in all classes than I've ever seen before. You know what, people,
1: you really got to look for and find a good company that will stamp even a good copper one because, you know, everybody goes, well, Felbro's the best or everybody's yeah, got their sure. best. And unfortunately, we're reaching horsepower levels that are not there. You need to go look for an old copper, Yeah, crush it once, and it's that's it.
0: One-time smash and better still firing your shit if you're even thinking about that being a thing
1: really fire, firing both the head and the block yeah i understand it, it costs more to get the block done of course but it's so it's much worth it. worth it yeah you know i mean it's really really will help save your engine in the long run
0: yep all good things uh when you do that i mean we got a we got an engine in the shop right now that it's a thousand horse truck cummins five nine and the head gasket just it looks like a dog chewed on it
1: you know i'm glad we're talking diesel trucks today because you know it's really become a fast growing class uh them getting their start with the 3 class uh region two uh out yeah. in uh south bend uh last weekend and i know you're starting to see a lot of the 3 guys from around here yeah. you know west and east both looking you know running more of these region two events and yeah, they've
0: got four or five hooks in already and the, the thing I like about it is it's people involved in pulling that maybe wouldn't be on on that level with a circuit. The one downside I maybe have about it, how, ma- it's, how many damn Gen 2 dodges do there need to be? Yeah, that's
1: just it. It's really become a Cummins power plant game, and we knew that. I'm um, okay with the, the
0: power plant, but wrap it in something else, for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah. That again, you know. Once again, you're down to how many fummins or how many chummins can you have out there?
0: Oh, it'd be just be nice to see something different. I mean, the Stam's doing with with Frank that was cool. You know, old '60s body style, '68 Dodge. Yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy about the stretched bed. I wish they would have found a proper crew cab for it, but still, it's just something different. So good. And you know, it's it's a DOT tire class, so you know it
1: it does help keep the playing field fairly level on it. Yeah. I, I know Andy's gonna be just already pulling his hair out right now uh. yeah, that's what I'm thinking but you know it really is a class that's breathing some fresh air into a state and regional level that has not been there in yeah. a long time and Michigan especially needs something because Wisconsin's in trouble Ohio, Indiana,
0: Illinois, New York all
1: hotbeds still so they're strong. not suffering. We're suffering here.
0: Yeah, we need that. We need that certain something to be there. And there's talk of more guys that are in the two-five strata right now, looking at that three-zero as a yep. viable alternative.
1: Um, Some Duramaxes, even.
0: Yeah, yeah, at least a, at least a couple right out of this area yeah. are strongly considering it, and probably probably will be by next year. Absolutely,
1: you know, it's a class. You can travel everywhere. The rules are now set. That's the big thing.
0: Set. Common rules and leave them the fuck alone. Don't Absolutely. keep changing stuff that kills everything. We've seen it time after time. We throw time. it out
1: there. You know, look at the NTPA classes. The bulk of the classes, the rules haven't changed. No, two wheel drives especially.
0: I don't think that rulebook's ever changed. No, I mean little tiny other minor, than safety minor, stuff, minor tweaks, but that's it. Yeah, the vast majority of that rulebook has been stable since eighty six yeah i think yeah sounds about right you know something like that and it's been a benefit to them super Farm had been doing that and they started monkeying with stuff the last couple of years and you know the that was a major rule change for them was just the intake
1: and the slotted charger you know and that I was
0: don't agree with either one but here we are no
1: but i mean is what it is i mean I, that's one class i wish we could harmonize across our three um mainstay yeah major organizations you know
0: how long ever happened because of their box charger rule which i don't see the rest of the country adopting no. but you know they they could yeah they could have could have done that differently whatever
1: but the ball was dropped somewhere but i'm not pointing fingers today i'm too tired
0: <laughs> it's rare for you, rare for you.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just is what it is but no uh like i said not much for news a lot of polls gone on poor hope you know, it was another good event as always. Florence, Ontario got a pull off without rain. Not a single drop of rain for the entire event. It's the first time ever since I've started <laughs> announcing over there. um But great event over there as always. Great crowd and uh, some great pulling action. Uh, a lot of carnage. Bill Wright put together one hell of a track and it found everybody's weak parts. I mean, the limited pro stock class over there, we were down to three out of six tractors. Yeah, it just was eating parts. Uh, locals uh, Mike Cross getting the win with a double cross over there in the heavy class, and uh, I think didn't Jerry Tuggle have a win in there too somewhere? No, Jerry hasn't been on top yet. Um, he's had some good runs, but unfortunately, he uh, ate a turbocharger oh. in Florence right at the line. And
0: never mind, I knew why I knew had had his name on my consciousness. Yeah, it was more unfortunately, for the he
1: the uh, side of things. He he decided he wanted to spend some money and. Uh,
0: been a lot of blown chargers this year and they aren't all from the same place no surprisingly no. well actually not surprisingly but good yeah so it's not like there's a bad batch there wasn't of shit the out there. bad batch like we saw before
1: a couple with of years the ago charger
0: there were Yeah. i'll name was. it
1: you know they're not a sponsor of ours i don't
0: well no worry. it's
1: a known fact it's they out know. there it go on any of the messaging board message boards you know they all knew they had problems a couple um, years ago
0: yeah it happened
1: nope uh It was a precision charger that went on Jerry's. I mean, they all will fail. Yeah. It's not a matter if it's a matter of when. Yep. We do have something we do have to talk about. Okay. Uh, You know I don't want to talk about it. No. Nope. This one sucks.
0: Yeah, and you know, actually, yeah, it has been. Shit, we haven't been on the air. No. Have we? Yeah, this one's no fun.
1: As you know, we always do our obituaries and, uh, yeah, this one really, I know people bitch about our language on, on air and it's not kid friendly and I'm sorry for what I'm going to say, but this one fucking sucked. Um, about three weeks ago now, three, four, almost four weeks ago, uh, we lost, uh, dear friend father figure for me uh tony Capozzo of the cruel intentions pulling team and the green machine pulling yep. team we'll throw we'll even go back that far uh, of course i work for Capozzo once on excavating and uh dealt with them every day have grown up with them the past 18 years i've heavily been involved in pulling and been actively pulling myself and uh they've been there from point one. uh walking down the track next to each other yelling at each other for uh, oh yeah for uh doing the wrong thing while driving nick charlie and tony all taking turns at yelling at each other and uh but tony uh dying of complications of a knee surgery rather unexpectedly and uh he's missed by everybody and uh we've we've done charlie as, as how i'm saying it, we charlie and nick have dedicated the season to uh Running region two points in name of
0: Tony and holy shit! Yeah, um, what were three events in four events in three events three in. events in and undefeated. Uh,
1: split for split, split win one, the first one, but undefeated the next two. As we roll into Charlotte on yeah. the region two tomorrow, um, I'll probably be listening to myself as we go over there because I know not Because you're going to be for, made to. Yep, but um, no. Tony's been around pulling. You know many years from the two-cylinder antiques uh you know active with the great lakes yeah. classic eastern michigan pullers thumb tractor pullers national tractor natpa and of course the ntpa for many years i'm um, going from the putt putt john Deere's up to a multi-engine mod to you know now the super farm and uh and the one the the one
0: that i guess started it all that 60 that's still there in the shed
1: the original green machine it's sitting there and uh, i know we got the carb done that was one thing tony wanted. we want to get it running and we got to get a tire fixed but i'm sure she'll go pull the day as long all all the kids all three kids scott charlie nick all learned on that tractor and it's it's still there and uh the two a's the seventy two ways uh both 70s the 60 <laughs> yeah the one the big 70 i've driven that one at one point and i've i've sat in the seat but they're they're working on converting me but no it's it's been a tough loss i'm not gonna lie it's been weird around the shop it's been tough around the shop um tony was my shop buddy i'm mainly a mechanic there and uh tony built the shop whenever he could with me and talking and help me with uh fix the machines, tell me to go walk away for a little bit when I start getting ticked off, you know, take a break, you know, no sense of getting pissed at it. You know, I still hear that ringing in my head right now, you know, which is
0: hilarious because as soon as Nick would come back in the yard, he'd just get out that screwdriver and just start turning and turning and (laughs) turning.
1: You get that glimmer. We'd be sitting there and we always sit around. We have you know a beer with Tony at the end of the day. And Nick would come back to the shop, and we'd be sitting there, and Tony would get this little smirk on his face, (laughs) and he'd go, well, did you get it done? (laughs) And that's all it would take to light Nick's fuse, and you just walked away. And and Tony would get that smirk on his face. He knew how to press the buttons to get him him fired up instantly. (laughs) Oh, that was... I've tried explaining to stuff before you know i've worked for other companies you know that i was miserable i couldn't stand it and i'll come home from work and i'll tell stories about works you worked oh, yeah. you worked there with me there yep. last summer you there. know we got you, you get the stories of the day you know oh so yeah so and so and so and so you know and talk about tony going off or you know a blow up during the day
0: you're gonna fix that yourself are you and stuff and stuff,
1: stuff and and was shit shit and that kind of shit but Steph goes, all this fighting. I thought you said you liked it there. I go, I absolutely love it. <laughs> she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you don't understand. I go, you you might have a big blow up about something, but five minutes later, you're back on course, getting the job done.
0: Yeah, it's never personal.
1: It's just- no, it's just things come to a head. Everything's get gets ventilated like St. Helens, and then you come <laughs> back together and get the job done. And you know that's why I've loved working there. You know work with everybody there it has been a blast and I feel so lucky to be able to work for them just because they're great people and I learned so much from Tony in just my yeah. short time there because I'd be fighting with something he'd come up and well do it this way then boom all of a sudden it's there but you know so many years he was a mechanic for Burke you oh, yeah. know
0: did it he wrenched it all yeah for 30, 40 years.
1: I mean, it might not be done the proper way, but it was done the but Tony done way, the and it worked. Way. And yeah, it, it worked.
0: worked yeah. <laughs> Fabric cobbled.
1: Silicone tone.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I have put more RTV on seals than I care to mention. <laughs> yeah, and we've scraped
0: off more than you could ever imagine. <laughs> but it worked. Clear and boogers all over everything.
1: Oh, orange black blue whatever whatever it worked but you know what
0: he would say it with a smile on his face to get the fucking silicone (laughs) yes he would (laughs) he knew what he was doing here try this
1: like when i was wiring up the lights on the back of the super farm for the ppl you know it was one of the last times he actually worked with me it was the last time he worked with me in the shop is we were finishing that up And uh, he was going in for knee surgery the following Monday. And uh, a little $3 double pull, double throw switch. Three, four bucks every day. Get it at any hardware, any auto parts store. Well, I probably got one here. Dig through this box of switches
0: (laughs) that... And if you've ever. It, it, mo- I think we're
1: bought new not long after Tony graduated high school.
0: Yeah. Most people have not seen the inside of the Capozzo shop. It is very careworn, it, lived in. It's it's one of
1: the best shops to work in. It's and always probably, warm
0: feeling, and it's always. It's very homey. It, it's not clinical, and there's probably one of everything somewhere in there. Oh, absolutely. If you can find it.
1: Absolutely. There's stuff we find where, oh, we didn't know we had this. Yeah. <laughs> tom mazer who has worked there for 20 years right oh yeah we're working on a bulldozer yesterday and uh we're fighting to get it off I actually snapped a 15 inch pipe wrench (laughs) i didn't know my own strength and the part (laughs) was taking me off so he goes what else we need and i remembered something over in the bin by the door you know i'm saying that that wood barrel with Pipes and random yeah. stuff stuck in there. The scrap, scrap bin. Yep, scrap bin, but miss good scrap, not just yeah. junk. But, you know, I remember there was a chain wrench in there. And Tom goes, what else we need? A big one. I mean, a big one. Four-foot line.
0: Walk over, grab that. He goes, I didn't even know we had that. <laughs> it's probably because he's walked past it every day for the last 15 years and only ever saw the handle, just figured it went to nothing.
1: <laughs> but, you know, working with Tony, you know, I, I got the switch here. I got the switch here. He'd shuffle, he shuffled right over there, started rooting through the switch boxes that I went through 20 minutes ago, but he had to go through it. You know what? He would do that and he would find it. Yeah. It, it would drive me
0: nuts. I do that at work all the time. I'll go back in the shop. Just I'm pissed off and because I gotta find this fucking thing. And I can't see it for the world. And 20 minutes later I'll come back. Hey, where I couldn't find where is it? Oh, you mean this?
1: But you know, I walked
0: past it six times. I know I looked at it.
1: But you know, the thing with Tony is, you know, you had a family issue or something. He'd sit there, listen to you. You know, hey, Charlie, Nick, everybody. You know, my, you know, my mom's health hasn't been the greatest. You know, what can we do for you? You know, they were. You work for them. You are part of the family, and they genuinely care for you. They're not. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. No, they actually. Hey, is everything, you know, what can we do? Yep. How's everything going? They'll check in on you. And, you know, Tony instilled that in his kids.
0: Family is the biggest thing. The time I was there, that was Charlie's first question in the morning. Not what are you doing? How are you? Yeah. Still is. You know, always that's is. The first he walks thing.
1: in. How are you guys today? Yep. Or, hey, how's it going? You yep. know, always. It's not, Why you guys got this done that? No, it's always, let's greet get the formalities over mm-hmm. how's everything going all right where are we at on stuff yep it's it's so enjoyable to work there yeah i mean it's stressful don't get me wrong we got our days but you never truly realize how much tony in his 70s with his health problems he had how active he still was in the business what a key party was Oh, he was. you know because charlie charlie's had the reins for a long time as being the active one out there but tony was right there and he kept the behind the scenes
0: going yeah and it, well, he always was. I mean, even yep. when he was working full time at Burke, you know, Charlie that's Charlie never really worked anywhere else. I think no. he did a little stint at Michigan Cat for a while, he, but he
1: yeah, he had a few, but yeah, but
0: yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been him. Whereas Tony, the, the excavating business, was created for the boys while he still worked every day at his day job, Union day job, plus running a furniture store that he set up for for his late wife. I mean, the, the guy, all he ever did was work.
1: Yeah. You know, oh he worked yeah! Worked
0: his ass off for everything he ever got.
1: Well, that's you know when his knee was getting really bad and really bugging him. He goes, "Listen, I can't be out here helping you today." I'm like Tony. Yeah, you've put your time in.
0: You've earned relax. the right to go take a load off. Go
1: relax. You know, one well, he day know he's how. sitting there in the chair and he, you know, he was bugging him, and finally I go, Tony, it's okay. You've put you've put your time in.
0: Yeah,
1: you you deserve to sit here and just relax for a little bit. You know. And it, that was, you know, he always had the drive, let's get this done, you know, working on the super farm, you know, Tom and I have been the ones doing the maintenance on it. Me, me, a lot of it. And you don't realize, <laughs> you know, how much Tony did on it. He kept up yeah. on all that. You know, I'm the one checking the filters after every run now and clean it out, yep. you know, and I, I use Tony's procedure cause that's how it was done. That's how we're doing it.
0: And it's working, so don't change it.
1: No, and that's just it, you know. Get back around where we were, you know, is the boys set out this season. We're running region two. The tractor's running great, and we're dedicating the season to dad. And the tractor has come out like no other knock on wood. But, I mean, it sounds different. Yeah. It feels different. The thing knows there's a mission, and like even Nick and Charlie have said, you know, hinted around at, somebody else is driving.
0: Yeah, I mean, even even going back to the season debut for the tractor with the PPL down at Brooklyn, uh, through five starts, the average finish of the thing has got to be like a 2.6.
1: Yeah, I mean, a third and a fifth like up against the PPL tractors, we gave up our bio, and we did not have the intercooler. Yeah. That's a huge horsepower hit to us. And to pull out third on the first day, uh, only being behind a Shane Masson who had a world of a run and Don Slama.
0: who Guys, guys who complained. don't suck at this.
1: And to be in the top five on day two, which was another, you know, starstruck, star stacked lineup, we can't, you, there's nothing to complain about. No. And, you know, I mean, the tires are working this year, the pro pullers and uh, Chad Mayhill, uh, C&M tire cutting, we've had him on our show. Um, then, of course, Ryan Salenbeam, Salenbeam performance, I can, you know, right after Tony passed, you know, I kind of took over that, you know, doing the maintenance and all that, and right after um, the PPL poll. We finally get in the shop. I finally get time to pull a filter, found some debris in the filter. I'm like freaking out. I'm going, don't tell me. After all the shit we had, why do I have metal in this? And uh, called Ryan up. He's, you know, right away texts me. He goes, I go, hey, my name's Andrew. I work for Composal and Sons, you know. You know, I don't know if you heard Tony had passed. I'm taking over, trying to keep up on the maintenance list. He goes, not a problem. Sorry to hear about Tony. He goes, you should be good. He goes, you have any questions? Anything you need, get a hold of me. That right there is an awesome, awesome yeah. builder.
0: And he's the guy, you know, f- well, we all know for Super Farm, he's the guy to have in your corner. Oh, absolutely. And one look down a GN list of results, you got.
1: Last year for the through the first half of the season that I looked, eight of the top ten.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty much the same again this year, if not nine of the top ten. Yep, yep. eight of the top
1: ten were all Salem Bean. Yeah. One wipeout. Which, they're good. Oh, Dave, Dave Wish knows what the fuck Dave he's doing. Dave Wish knows it. And then uh, Joe Bush Agri-Pair, the Nebraska guys, which, you know, we're not going to see a ton of them because just location. Yeah. You know. So, no, uh, fucking sucks.
0: Yep. It does.
1: I know I'm probably going to get reamed out on, pull off for swearing. It, I don't care. Cares, you cares. Know? Bite me. I... I do this show because I enjoy it. I don't care. I don't do it it's for not, ratings.
0: Yeah, we've we've been we've beaten that horse to death. Yeah, I'm getting fired up. I guess on the good side <laughs> on the good side this week. Um Oh
1: happy belated birthday, Paul Weeks. And Jamie he, Qualls. Yes. And Eric Pruitt. And Godfather. Yeah. Any others? Important. No. Oh. Big ones. Not that I can remember. Happy birthday to everybody we haven't wished to have birthday to in the past six months. And happy birthday to whoever else is in the next coming six
0: months. There, done. Our responsibilities are Thank not fulfilled. You. Thank you. Uh No, on the good side, Ken Vinny recovering from gallbladder surgery on Monday. Um, I guess I missed that. Yeah, uh, that's why he was not at uh, Rock Valley or Rockwell, whatever, Iowa.
1: Rockwell, Iowa. Rockwell, yeah. he
0: was not there. Um, he was getting ready for that on Monday. I guess everything went good. He's home recovering. next hook for them is in 10 days in Chapel Hill. He will be there driving. So.
1: Rona wasn't in the, oh she's probably there yelling at him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> probably yelling at the
1: doctor honestly.
0: <laughs> you okay, Kenny fix him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best like I think we've said the story before is we're sitting in uh, Louisville. I'm standing there with Andy Gerbaugh. Or no, Andy Bergerbaugh wasn't there. That's right. Remember that? Andy didn't come down to no, Louisville for didn't. the 50th. But I'm standing there with Bibbs Giverson. And uh, Bibbs, hope you're recovering well, buddy. Yes. Please, please recover. Anyways, um and Ronan can come up with uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy who's been was with them in New York, big mini rod. Fan, oh. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: I can picture him. I'm brain fading it. Yep. I, I Anyways, know.
1: and I can't remember uh, my own name. some Yeah. Days. Today's one of them. Anyways, they're talking, and Bibs goes, "You know, I worked for, you know, Tim Engler, and we, you know, we're at your shop looking at a machine." Ken remembered the first machine he bought. He learning to he talked about him learning how to program it. Really, all the way up through, huh. he still knows. What's got to be done on the equipment?
0: You know, it's. Oh, and another thing we should mention, too, because he's he's part of the the sidetrack family, too. Um, this week, this Friday will be the debut of the new um, Phil Wright pumps, bacon bits. Yeah. With Ken Vinnie power on board. Absolutely. So uh, Dusty, Dusty Price, Price be there kicking ass. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss it.
1: I'll see him in uh, Heartland, I yeah. think.
0: We will be in Big Rapids. I know the uh, live stream guys for NTPA were looking for a cameraman. I was debating the idea of going, but nah, we'll go to Big Rapids. We, we've committed to the Velker boys. we promised them yes, boys have been after us for how yep. many years I now? I can't, can't back out on the Velker mm, boys.
1: Yeah. Nope. The Volker boys are amazing people. So, you know, that's another one. You get on the phone and you can talk. i get on the phone with Eric or Kyle one of them eric eric i think twins, so yeah. I mean. <laughs> the are twins yeah and i can't tell them apart honestly i can't but um get on the phone and it just pigeonhole spirals yeah. talking pulling and next thing you know we're on the phone for
0: an hour and a half we're both like hey we gotta go we still gotta finish stuff today <laughs> speaking of not remembering which one's which i had a nice conversation with i think it was kyle at greenville and you know speaking of guys who really know their shit but are you know to that point of retiring or whatever you know, we got to talking about Ron Boltmeyer, yep. who, who does a lot of their engine work and and has helped them. Has helped Tony Sietzema back in his day had a badass super stock. He's to that point now too, where he's only got a couple guys left that he's helping because you know he's seventy three, I think he said, and um, just he's ready to slow down. He's tired of the tired of the rat race, so to speak. Yeah. It's only it's got to be interesting for him.
1: But no, uh, looking forward to finally meeting Dusty, the goofy guy. He is.
0: <laughs> he's a hell of a cool dude.
1: Yep, and I know people have been asking about shirts. We'll probably get some more. We're I'm not in a rush because it's
0: more headache than I. It's a, than we have time to deal with right now. It's tough, and it really, I mean, we don't have the resources of a PRN that, that existed before. We just don't. Yeah, there were there was people who could help us do stuff, and right now it's pretty much us. Yep.
1: No, we got we got some support. Don't worry. There's a lot of guys still in the background. I was going to
0: do new crew shirts for us, and I still haven't done that because I just can't get a free evening to digitize (laughs) stuff. I'll get that done eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
1: So, nope, we got stuff coming. Don't worry. Um, With that, we're going to take a break here, see if we can come up with something else to talk to so it's not just a complete Seinfeld episode. But uh, my main thing is I wanted to talk to Tony. That was my goal for tonight.
0: Nothing wrong there. So, All right, we're going to take five. This is sidetracked on our own network. We'll be back. you make your living going up and down the road and time is money. Would you like to save up from five to 25% on fuel up to 25% more power with better bottom end acceleration? You need to get with dieselfreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete and more and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. only that they've also moved into the agriculture realm they'll bring their dyno on site to you get a baseline on your tractor and write a custom tune for it load it up and show you the difference also with a 30-day warranty save fuel increase power with performance tuning from dieselfreak.com for case ih challenger claus fent john deere massey ferguson new holland valter and more dieselfreak.com they can be reached at 989-748-4145 989-748-4145 ask for wade and tell them Oh my God, who cares? Welcome back to Just Us here on the Sidetracked, our
1: own network, kinda. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks to Pico Oil, Diesel Freak, uh, Cat, Cat Brothers, Brothers uh, The Hook Magazine, and of course, uh, Tony Burkhard with Dirty Hooker Diesel, our wonderful sponsors. Still, somehow they're staying with us, and thank goodness they do.
0: Yes, they must like it or something. Nah. So, so,
1: we we got stuff we can talk about. We don't have to just talk pulling. That's kind of the nice part. No,
0: but I did want to talk about the fucking domination, really, in diesel super stock right now. Yeah, holy graves. cow. Jesus Christ. Um, seven events in, they got a nine-point edge over Travis Schleybaugh. They only have, in seven events, they've only got one finish outside the top two. It just—they—they they put a new turbocharger setup in it from Hypermax, and they are just destroying everybody.
1: Now the real story—who isn't in the mix right now?
0: Yeah, the Triple Bypass has gone just absent. Well, I don't say absent; they've been that bad because they've been getting top threes and top fives, but just cannot can't hang with uh, not seeing what we've Graf seen before. Yeah. that's for certain it's a different 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 dynamic right now
1: absolutely it's it's kind of insane um great to see Steve and Stan sitting there holding the nine point lead right now because great people we had him on our show and yeah. uh just genuinely awesome people I spent probably two hours talking to Stan and Bowling Green last year and he' or not Stan Steve and just wanted to talk Yep. It was it was nice and that's that's part of the sport of pulling you know And it
0: hasn't been all easy they've had to earn it they dropped a the valve that at, um, at uh, Rockwell yeah and Rockford, to, Rockford Rock, whatever had to fix it so I mean they've been they've earned it
1: um now I, I do I saw something I haven't looked into it too much but uh it popped up in my news feed and it's not pulling related but something that caught me off guard. Armies pulling out of NHRA after what 20 plus years of sponsorship?
0: Yeah, well, they've been with Tony Schumacher for 21 years, I think. Yeah, and I think they've had some level of involvement, really going back to Don Perdome in 75, 74.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, major name, only name on the car type yeah. deal for is about as long as I truly remember in the sport and they're they're done
0: they're done yeah
1: that caught me off guard you know and i mean everybody goes well Tyler Miller is one who posted it our buddy we met down in uh Louisville, Louisville. is this going to change uh change NHRA no
0: no, I don't think it'll change it. In terms
1: Sponsors of. come and go all the time. You know, you really want to talk about something that changed the sport was when uh, you lost Skull, you lost Copenhagen, T- yeah, you lost the tobacco money. You know, that changed a lot of the dynamics of the sport. I mean, Skull Bandit was in pulling, drag racing, monster trucks you know how many how many different vehicles skull sponsored as a skull bandit
0: yeah i mean at one time they had two cars in nascar that they were yeah. they were backing i mean that that to me was a bigger
1: change but i mean losing army that is going to be a blow i don't know what we got going on audio wise all of a sudden i don't know
0: we're like it's being clipped for some reason and i don't know why
1: and it comes and goes i think we got an amp issue
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: Because it's cutting in now. Well,
0: both of them are doing it, and you're, we're on two separate amps.
1: Anyways, so we might have a shorter episode than we thought. This, but,
0: may, end, yeah, this may end
1: prematurely. But, you know, um, we'll try to get through this. I want to talk some NHRA. Um, wh- what do we see? You know, I mean, you know there's people probably going to be coming up, but unfortunately, I think for the diehards is I don't think they're going to like who they're going to see coming in as a sponsorship. You're going to see you know internet-based businesses
0: stepping Uh, in as long as somebody's writing the checks i mean i I don't know that everybody will care there that's better i don't know what i moved but
1: that one was just your headphones
0: okay so ooh okay so maybe it's just that it was just in the headphones it was recording fine okay good whoo okay levels looked okay (laughs) levels looked all right on the software, so okay. anyway, maybe it was just us, what we were hearing.
1: But, I mean, there's diehards who think, well, so-and-so should be, you know, a sponsor. You know, they don't need these modern companies coming in. I don't know. I think it'll help because, let's face it, internet-based companies from the dot-com boom on yeah. have been the mega money makers in, you know, the Fortune 500.
0: NHRA's had a problem really in the pro, all the pro classes the last five years or so now. Where the, the big corporate teams got so big that the independents kind of fell away. Maybe the loss of Army from DSR will—it's the—it's the big. Well, not the beginning because the beginning the beginnings already happened, but a pullback, a reconcentration back to what I would call the sportsman racer. Yep. And going along with that, the surge from Clay Millican, couple wins, yep. one car team. You know, yeah, he's got great tuning help with David Grubnick, but they're still just—they're just them. They don't have a ton of data to share no, across multiple no, platforms or or alliances like some of the other teams do, um, where like you know, like Torrance is getting consulting help from Alan Johnson, who at one time—I don't know if he still is—was talking to the Force guys too. So there's there's information being shared, um, and he's still getting the job done. So that's a good, I, I think we saw, who uh, was it, Blake Alexander pull off a win in Funny Cars, a single car entity here a couple of weeks ago. So Chris McGahey and pro stock is our Maybe most recent Maybe a return winner, to
1: grassroots is going to be the way to phrase this.
0: Yeah, and I think that's good. I think you need that it's every needed. once in a while.
1: It really is needed because I think you're losing a lot of fans, to be honest. I don't follow it like I should just because it's kind of gotten stagnant.
0: It has. I don't. I still pay attention to it. I don't sit down and watch the races like I used to. Uh, as a kid,
1: NASCAR comes on, Rock comes on, Bush Series comes on, or NHRA comes on. Dad, let's watch this. Yeah. And my dad, you've met him. We might watch golf because he did enjoy golfing, but other than that, unless you happen to find a pull on TNN, yeah. we didn't watch motorsports, but I always had that in me. And we'd watch it, you know. Did I know a lot of the guys? No. You know, I didn't. I was too young. But, you know, I still enjoy it. I still love watching a rail go down a track. Because to me, that is just the epitome of awesome.
0: Just the pinnacle of power.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, that video that comes across Facebook about once or twice a year of the injector. Single injector and the amount of fuel a top fueler runs once for one cylinder. I'll sit and watch that video over and over it just to watch just it's amazing. Yeah. The amount of fuel they pump in there, and then you start knowing the background more, the fact that after the first
0: second and a half, there's no spark ignition left. No, they burn the electrodes off and the engine's dieseling from that point on and accelerating. Yeah.
1: Yep. That to me is just you, you couple them in that's just so freaking fascinating.
0: Yeah. I used to watch it all. um, When the TV deal was still with ESPN, there was a guy who had a YouTube channel who, by Tuesday, all the qualifying rounds and the races would be on his YouTube channel. So midweek, I could watch it all, go back and watch. And now that the Fox deal's there, I can't find them. I don't know, something about the licensing rights or whatever, it's changed, and you can't find the shit anymore. So I just I pay attention, but I don't get to watch like I used to.
1: I had another thing. Oh, you know, last night, Where did I end up? I ended up somehow watching MAV TV. I was somewhere. I don't even remember where right now. This is how bad my memory is.
0: I don't know what I had for lunch today. But but I'm sitting there,
1: and MAV TV's on. And I'll tell you what. I love what Lucas Oil brings to their own TV network as far as motorsports they are covering. Yeah. Because they cover everything. Yep. They had bump and run guys on asphalt. Doing their derby stuff, and it looked like somehow they had, like, caster dollies welded underneath the rear wheels. It was probably the slowest 10, 15-mile-an-hour race I've ever seen, but sparks flying out the back, and these guys doing an oval circuit, and it was just neat. Or figure
0: eight. That wasn't by chance from a track over in England, was it? I don't think so okay because they do a thing over there they call it i don't know, skid racing or something where literally like the there basically is no wheels in the back
1: yeah well it's the wheels rims were there there's no tires on them.
0: Oh, okay and
1: but we're watching that and then next thing you know they bring out another race and it's kind of like the trailer races we have up here but there's bass boats and diff, all these different like i'm getting 10 out. 15 14 foot boats attached to a strap and you have to complete the race with your boat attached, you know, just like the trailer racing. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, "This is as redneck as you can get." But thank you, Forrest Lucas.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm getting an education in bump and run cars this spring. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of the guys who works in the shop. He's building. He does it. He's building a new one. It's a Pontiac Sunfire. Oh, yeah. and That's I a
1: good one to start with.
0: In, I think it was Monday morning I come in. The car was in the shop, and I don't know what it was off of, Dodge Diplomat or something. Huge-ass chrome bumper welded across the front of the car now. <laughs> good for you, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, thank you, Forrest Lucas, for that. Yeah. Because then the next show comes on, and we're in wing sprints
0: yeah and then you'll go to drag boats and then it's dirt late models and everything
1: I'm going you know we've had motorsports coverage for decades now Yeah, thank you cable you know some was covered back in the day but yeah, cable, but really, cable brought really brought to the really force front
0: you know American sports cavalcade and yes you and know the power hour monster and truck oh my
1: gosh a power hour yeah. yes army Armstrong yeah. and oh yeah but um you know it was monster trucks. It was drag racing. Swamp buggies. Swamp buggies. You know, that was the oddball, though, was the swamp buggies.
0: Yeah. But, you know... If you've never... We talked about when we were interviewing Brian Lonis. If you've never seen it, there's an old Diamond P production where Paul Page, Brock Gates, and Steve Evans go down to Florida to cover swamp buggies. They're not mean well, about if, it. If we can find it, can we post it on yeah, our I, page? I'll, I'll find it. I want to watch like, it again. I'll find it, and I'll link to it. It's, it is just... It's funny in a way, but they're never rude or condescending about it, but it's still, I mean, it's... I mean, they're putting, like, 18.438s
1: on them. If if they're that... More narrower than that. They're 15.5s. I mean, they were narrow 38-inch tires, though. They were tall. Yeah. Because this was the days before the 42-inch tire was even thought of. Yeah. 46-inch tire was nowhere near in the realm. No. But... And then on the front, they have basically, like, Run- For what they are. the rudders. Road signs. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it, yes. You know, they were that thin. Yeah. I'm sure there was a little more meat to them than that, but looking on TV, yeah. you know, that were the front tires that they drive out into this, and they'd launch, and they would do a round circuit, and then like a figure eight, and then yeah. end back right where they came in, in the swamps down in Florida. Yep. Through the water. And the front would come up and hydroplane, the back wheels in the mud. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. But that
0: was the oddball sport. You know, in motorsports coverage. It's the hottest thing in Biflow, Florida. And if you don't know where Biflow mm-hmm. is, it's because you're a tourist. Yes. <laughs> and, you know,
1: so you grew up watching the main stuff, but now you've got a station like MAV TV where, let's face it, late model dirt track. Unless you go to your local eighth-mile or quarter-mile roundy round, you're not going to see it. No. You're missing out on some of the best local heroes you'll ever see.
0: Yeah, I would argue that's... Some of the best drivers doing.
1: you'll ever see. hmm I mean, there's a reason Tony Stewart still plays in the dirt. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, control. Who else? Um, oh, Jeff Gordon, I think he's... That's where he started. Yeah, yeah he, he started in with dirt. Yeah, sprints. Yeah. You know, and still last i heard this been three four years ago was still dabbling in it a little a lot of these guys still go back to their dirt roots and yeah play because it's enjoyable yep but you know to see something like that on tv where it's being pushed out there for the mainstream thank you for helping motorsports in a yeah. time we
0: need it yeah i mean it's it's such an instant gratification society and I could get into a whole rant about not just within motorsports, but in the world in general about patience that no one has any anymore. I won't do it, but because I can be just as guilty, such as tonight when fighting with sound equipment. It happens. But yeah, just it's good that somebody is investing and, and giving back and doing something good to to promote.
1: I mean, we're sending peak oil here, but. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, in my old beer pickup I use Lucas Stabilizer, you know. They've got good products out there. I mean they do. every every brand's got their perks, you know, Dave Foltz, Schaefer, you know. But not Schaefer either. It's great to see Forrest Lucas investing back in the people that have been using his products. Yeah. Cause let's face it, you can't go into a motor parts store and get Senpico or no. Schaefer's or yeah. Brad Penn.
0: No, you gotta go to a dealer for those. You gotta go to a dealer. But Lucas is shit. I can go to Meyer and get Lucas everything. Started out, I was probably not much older than Junior.
1: The Lucas oil stabilizer display. The four gears with straight oil, the four gears uh-huh. with stabilizer in it. And I'd be sitting there while dad's ordering parts for whatever and spin the crank and yeah. oh I can see the webbing, you know, teaching me surface tension of oil and never knew about it before, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know. It, it's a mass available availability of his product has put it in the hands of the dirt track racers, you know, the guys going to local eighth mile, quarter mile strip, you know, that's what they're going to run because that's what they can afford. That's what they can get access at.
0: Yeah, they can get it.
1: And he's given back to them by going, Hey, you guys have been supporting me. I'm going to throw them. I'm going to support you guys.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they do, it goes beyond that. If you're big into hunting at all, you know, protect the harvest, conservation efforts absolutely they're involved in that too oh yeah
1: i mean like i've said before my favorite nfl stadium i've ever been by lucas oil stadium indianapolis
0: well that's because there's a pro stock in it
1: actually not that's not my reason for liking it to me it was one of the most beautifully done brick buildings i've ever seen in my life
0: they did actually i have never been past i guess it goes to me for my see it but yeah
1: i guess it goes to me for my train rail fan aspect is it reminds me of a old rail station just with the brickwork and the windows and how it's done just an awesome job yeah it's awesome that's actually kind of one of the no i know he didn't build it but he's no he's 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 underwriting underwriting
0: yeah so many of these modern sports stadiums look like a a combination of either a spaceship or a stainless steel dog dish all started with the the superdome and and they're just ugly as shit, and that's one of the things. Of the south side of Ford Field, I like. They maintained yeah. that um, a part of the old brick building that had been there and incorporated it into the new stadium, and it's a nice visual touch. The rest of the place is boring as hell to look at. But yeah, the south side's at least nice.
1: So I don't know. I'm I've covered the stuff I can think of offhand. I mean, I've seen a lot of cool stuff come across. And I've been sharing anything motorsports I can to sidetrack. If you've got something you run across, share it to us. Yeah, we'll throw it up on the page. Yep. You know, I mean, you get you guys live on it more than we do anymore. It's hard. I know you're the same way as I do. This time, of year, social media is at this point a hindrance to us, just because we don't have the time.
0: It's too hard. I get asked on a daily basis. Hey, did you see? Hey, did you see? No, no, I didn't. I it Sorry. would you meet,
1: reach the amount of facebook friends like we have now
0: yeah it's you just, know i'm i'm it's probably bore.
1: pushing 3 grand i know i'm pushing 3 grand pretty hard i can't keep you up you can't so keep up even selecting you see, your stuff
0: yeah you got you got to let us know or tip us off because it's just too hard to to stay on top and make sure we're we're sharing this shit um yeah you know cool stuff other motorsports that happened in the last couple of weeks porsche destroyed oh how did Merber we ring. not think of this
1: yeah just Ring new record that stood for how long
0: uh 38 years and that's probably, no, one 30, of the, 35, probably 35 probably one
1: of the toughest road courses very hard i mean people go why is call it called the Nurburgring? ring because it's around the town of nurburg germany literally it's around the town yeah you have it's, tunnels you got to go through it has under an, the track
0: it has another name too the green hell yes I mean, it's it's, it's very beautiful. Tough. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Oh my god, beautiful until you try to go fast on it, and then it'll turn you into a red smear on the pavement real fast if you're not careful. Because
1: what's the straightaway on it? Two, three miles straightaway. There is that. In
0: addition to the other whatever it is, 146 turns.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's people that's all they do is they teach people to race the Ring. Yeah, but uh, they
0: took that. They they basically took their 919 World Endurance Championship race car and said, well. What will this thing do if we don't have to adhere to a rulebook? They made it lighter. They made it more powerful, better aerodynamics, um, and just decided to see. They've they've been going around smashing track records all over, and this was the one everybody was waiting for, to see if they would beat their own record that Stefan Biloff set in 83 in a 956C and qualifying for what was then a world, it wasn't called the World Endurance Championship, but a, a race yep. there then. And it was a lap that most people figured would never, ever be broken. And they broke it by 57 seconds or something. Which is huge. Big time. And if you go, there is an onboard video of the entire lap that the car made on, on it. Because the lap takes, what, it, seven, eight minutes. Yeah. The, well, the new record is what I think was five minutes, 18 yeah. seconds is the new record or something. But, you like
1: know, that. most street guys, if you can get under a 10-minute lap, you're doing good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But this car, it's it's a hybrid, uh, V4 gas engine with hybrid electric power, and modern carbon disc-braked vehicles, especially Formula One cars, ridiculously short braking distances are not visually stimulating anymore. It's it's not a new idea. What is it? This video, what is so just manic, is the acceleration of this thing. It just comes out of every corner like it was fired out of a gun. Instant torque. Uh, Instant torque. Darren Darren's got
1: to be going nuts right now. Yeah. Because, you know, electric motors, they're
0: there now. Yeah, and the, the other thing that they're doing, and, and people oh, hybrid electric, bleh, bleh. think about what it can do, though. The the I believe it's the ERSH system that they have on modern Formula One cars. WC cars have this. Uh, the McLaren P1 has this on board. It's an electric motor in the turbocharger. Yes. Well, it's it, when, the, when the turbo is being spun by the gas engine, it's generating. But in the meantime when you got to blip the throttle for a shift it then goes into drive mode and keeps your turbine speed up. There is no lag. None. No. It it, it acts as a torque fill and oh, just performance levels like we would have never thought of. It's it's nuts. I can't believe
1: I blanked on that cuz you know, honestly, me learning about the nerve ring was one TV show. Top Gear.
0: Uh with Sabine Schmitz in the uh, the van, where she'd go out and humiliate that one, people in yes. Porsches.
1: <laughs> but you know, that's what because they did many yeah. trials out there on it, and that's what introduced me to it. I'm like, I gotta learn about this. I didn't realize how long the track had been around, you know. And the fact, like I said, it's literally around an entire town. Yeah, is fascinating, and it's beautiful. It's in the German countryside. If you didn't know it was there. With all the trees and gro- that growth around yep. it, you never
0: know it was there. And you can drive the the course if you travel there. And if you don't get the chance to travel there, my familiarity with the course stems from video gaming. Yeah, uh, it's in the Gran Turismo series. It's in the Forza series. That's how I know the course. And to watch the onboard, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Okay, I've simulated driving this course in what would be a pretty fast car. This is manic."
1: Yeah. No, it was it was insane kind of cool to be alive for it not gonna yeah. lie because now the question is two questions where are we going to go with hybrid vehicles or even electric racer gets- out on the Nurburgring? two will internal combustion and direct gearboxing alone ever be able to catch it
0: i don't know we just saw the Pikes Peak record get smashed by a complete electric vehicle. Volkswagen did that here in the last two weeks too. Yeah. The overall record for Pikes There's Peak There's a lot of
1: people have forgot about the Pikes Peak race. Oh,
0: yeah, it just it comes on the radar. I I usually start hearing about it a week or two before it happens. It's like shit, that already that? Um because it's you know, it's another one of those pretty much no rules. Quickest man up the mountain. That's all there is.
1: And you're talking curves. You're talking dirt. You're talking asphalt and p-
0: spots. Uh, now it's all paved. It's all paved it now. Is, it used yeah. to be. Used to, to be about half track. You went dirt. Yeah, it used to be. And uh, I kind of miss those
1: days, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, another one that not only you Ring, you know, you have some elevation changes. Fairly flat course for the most part. Pike's Peak. It's a road course with a major elevation change.
0: Yeah, you're going up all the way. And yeah, and now an electric vehicle holds the overall record for that.
1: Where's motorsports going? We talked with uh, Darren. Uh, oh, I'm a drawing a blank on the last name. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but our buddy first episode of Hookers and Blow, the electric yeah. garden tractor pullers. Uh, you know, he talked about it. You know, electric drag racing and all that. And uh, we said, "What's going to be next? What's going to be next? It's here. It is that here. was." two almost three years ago now we discussed that yeah
0: don garlitz is working on a dragster that's the new swamp rat that's electric if the funding will come through he wants to be the first man to hit 200 in the quarter with a fully electric vehicle hasn't been done yet and i guess there's four or five teams vying for that so it's an exciting time in the world of motorsports um we've talked on this show a lot about uh, land speed racing yeah you know next year bloodhound goes for a thousand miles an hour on land you know they've they've trialed it they've they've tried it to 200 to verify that everything works. I think this fall, the car is going to go down to South Africa and they're going to try to ease it up into the into the 500s or so, just to make sure the course is going to be good enough and that the car is doing what it's supposed to. And then next year, uncork it and go. They are doing Bonneville, right? Um, or are they doing? Because I
1: don't. I guess a lot of people don't realize. The current land speed record was not set on the salt flats.
0: No, it was set at Black uh, Rock. Black Rock. Black Rock Desert in Nevada. This time they're going to Hack Scheme Pan, South Africa. Okay. Um, Bonneville doesn't have the space to contain no. these cars anymore. No, because Bonneville's a
1: uh, four mile track. I think. Well, I think the, the long clock speeds are four miles. Yeah. then You got your shutdown.
0: Yeah, there just isn't enough physical space. It's just not. It's not long enough to accelerate. It's not long enough to stop. Um, there are different places around the world where it can be done. Lake Gardner in Australia is another pretty famous place, and there is actually an Australian team that themselves would like to aim for a thousand horsepower, but they don't have the funding that uh, that the the Bloodhound team does, unfortunately, to make it a make it a serious threat. But um, kind of cool. Um, I understand there was uh, we had a story pop up here a week ago that uh, the professor Warren Johnson is going to go to Bonneville and try to set a record. He's going to be taking some small Chevrolet V8 naturally aspirated and try to go I yeah, I did see that. Yeah. You know, try to go 300 miles an hour I think it is yep. in, a, in a Roadster. Yep. So um lots of interest and enthusiasm for the land speed stuff. I'm
1: kind of excited for this land speed cuz how long ago was it, Andy uh I'm drawing a blank on his Andy left. Andy Green? Andy Green. How Nine. how long ago was it? SS? 97 was SSC. SSC.
0: Yeah. So it's been 20 years.
1: HV is still one of the coolest looking land speed vehicles yeah. ever. Yeah. It's like a Batman crossover, <laughs> jet lawn dart. Exactly. But I mean, we're 25 years removed. When in an era that, yes, SSC, that was a huge gap. It was. But up until then, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was a very contested, early 80s, early years, very yeah. contested very number. Much.
0: Were, the number was going up constantly, and then um, uh, Richard Noble set it in thrust yes. two, and I think that was 83 or 84, and then there was nothing until SSC in 97, yep. and then it's been dead again till now. But I, I think the problem we've, we've hit is we're now, to break the sound barrier on land requires such a massive technological enterprise that... The Craig Breedloves or the Art Arfons who built these cars in their garages and the Gary Gabalichs and all these other guys who did it, you, can, you literally can't do that now because you will kill yourself. Yes.
1: I mean, I don't think people realize, I'm saying that a lot this show, but it's a lot harder to break the sound barrier on land, no matter what your elevation is, as compared to what it is 10, 15, 20, 30,000 yeah. feet up in the air. Plus, you know, it's a more stable atmosphere, whereas the sound barrier, because the temperature variances so much pressure on the ground too. and the pressure variances, you might hit 900 miles an hour, never touch a sound barrier.
0: Yeah, and the other thing, too, is just keeping it on the ground. The cool yes. thing about Bloodhound or Thrust SSE and Bloodhound now, too, all the tech behind it is all public they're not they're not hiding anything you can go read the technical briefs extensive papers watch videos anything you want to know about what they're doing you can find out and i may be misquoting the number but when they were developing bloodhound ssc there was a a calculation that involved where the pressure wave would hit on the car and they were the margin of error was something like only one or two percent whether the car would stay on the ground or take off literally like a missile once they developed that supersonic pressure wave. That's how knife-edged it was. Yep. And if they would have got it wrong, it would have been... Andy Green would have been here. Uh, yeah, it would have been a horrible, horrific disaster. And with this car now, it's just, it, they're up against the same threat, and the car design is totally different from what they did with SSC. I mean, the entire concept is is all different. So they've got the to re that knife edge again. The difference between Thrust 2 and SSC was a monumental
1: difference in look.
0: Yeah, actually, even the cars conceptually the Thrust 2 had a lot in common with the Arfons and the Spirit of America yes. 4 designs that Breedlove and Arfons had been using back to the 60s. SSC was a different deal with having the center cockpit and the two engines. This time around, we're back to the inline streamliner idea, but you've got the jet engine that's going to have a, let's call it what it is, a missile on top yes. of it. And um, there's some, con- there's actually some concern too with the the, the rocket engine. Rocket motors are notoriously unstable. Yeah, unstable is a good word.
1: You know, I mean. Well, the G-forces alone, it, you know, it, the when it massive fires, G-forces, and not only that, there's, it's not a controlled burn. No. There's no way you can contr- truly control a
0: rocket's thrust. Yeah. This it's one they're going to try, like, I suppose, because it's two chemicals that are going to inject it and they can throttle them. But So still. it's going to be s- more similar
1: to the rocket engine on, well, what was the shuttles? Yeah. We don't even
0: have space shuttles anymore, for God's sakes. Do we do anything big or cool in this country anymore? No. No. The land speed is being chased by Aussies and Brits. The Russians
1: are the only one actually putting people in space. Yeah. Ah, we got you know some private are, entities. The Chinese now. are supposed to be trying. Well, we got for the it. private entities down in uh, was it California or Elon whatever down Musk. there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. What happened to NASA? Anyways, <coughs> but you know, solid rocket booster technology. Yeah, we, you know, there up. there was guys how many years ago using Rado, which was used to launch. You know. Yeah. B-47s and that in yep. the air with nuclear warheads on board for, you know, Cold War s- threat suppression. They were bo- using them on cars. I mean, everybody saw the Walt, Mythbusters with the Impala with the... Walt Arfons you know.
0: built a Speed Challenger. That's all it was. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He had 26 of the damn things on it yeah. or whatever.
1: But, I mean, even work. even the aircraft that used them, there was a threat. That's why they went to the Jado, which was the jet, you know... Yeah different style but still similar effect to get them off the ground is it's just such an unstable uncontrollable thrust because it's not a steady thrust contrary to what you believe because as the chemicals react you're it's actually more of a pulse yeah which upsets bodies and
0: changes dynamics and solid rocker is the rocket as the fuel burns up the canister it's changing how it hits the nozzle out the back I mean it very dynamic pulse,
1: pulse waves through the tube as it burns yeah. oh god i love technology <laughs> i might not sound like a smart individual but when you start getting into physics and the dynamics especially involving a motorsport it's to me you know amazing and i can't believe they're actually trying to go with a rocket assist on this it's the only a way to make
0: enough thrust quickly Yeah, enough. you have to you know they, there isn't a place on the earth long enough and flat enough to do it any other way no you've got to get something that's going to be a bit exotic
1: and let's face it, currently the fastest land speed was done by rocket sleds.
0: Yeah, 5,000-some-odd miles yeah. an hour.
1: But that was fully and entirely strapped to a heavy-gauge rail. Yeah. Two rails to stay on the track and keep it from lifting.
0: Halloran off Air Force Base in New Mexico. Yep. I forget the guy's name, the captain who... They strapped on. To it that damn time. near killed him. It did, and actually, it wasn't the acceleration either; it was a deceleration. Yeah. you saw, you've seen
1: the pictures of his face. His face looked deformed just because yeah. the deceleration g forces, just all the blood and all that. He was so swollen and deformed looking because darn near popped his eyeball. Yeah, out of yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm trying to Google it here. <laughs> it's
1: <driving me> nuts. <laughs> in in this house, you're gonna try googling it. Yeah, I got Wi-Fi. It it actually works
0: now? Yeah. Well, for now, as long as nobody turns a damn TV on. (laughs) Captain John Stapp. John Stapp, yes. But yeah, I mean a lot of cool stuff and the highest jump from a potter balloon was an Austrian guy. Come on, don't we do anything cool? You've, no, you've... no. We we, we we find Americans who want to progress. We we bring them into the fold and and bring them to Formula Two. And when they get there, they behave like spoiled brats and run on their teammates, wreck their cars, text while they're exiting the pit lane, and wind up with a two race suspension and a sixty thousand euro fine. Way to go, bitch, boy. <laughs> I guess I missed that one, but I don't fall Formula Santino, Two Santino. I forget his last name. The Haas team placed him with a Formula Two team, grooming him for a future life with a Haas Formula One team, and he proceeded to just completely act like a spoiled, entitled brat and cock it all up this past weekend. So, texting, well, exiting uh, yeah. pit lane. Yeah, in in the race car, you're not even supposed to have your phone with you. He okay, so he got caught leaving exiting pit lane with a phone out, texting on his phone, with a glove off, which is also a safety violation. So there's two fines right there. Then during the course of the race, he screwed up and somehow hit his teammate. Then on the cool-down lap, deliberately hit him.
1: Because the first hit was obviously his teammate's yeah, fault. Like,
0: what, what, are, what, what the hell are you doing? If you want to run bump-and-run cars, come on back home. Go get yourself. You're I in Formula out. 2, two with one of here. the
1: biggest race teams out there idiot with gotta... a shot to go race formula one which to me is still one of the best forms of racing out there yeah open tire come on and you just blew it because you couldn't put the freaking cell phone away i mean i'll admit i am addicted to my cell phone that's fine whatever
0: well it kind of goes with the territory with having a media so yes. what we do but
1: i'm not in a pulling tractor no texting as I'm making a pass.
0: No, but I have gone down the track with a microphone shoved in my pocket, and then immediately started announcing as I again as I hit the end of the track. Done that a couple times. Yeah, and I, I've we've literally done that back to back. Yes, we have.
1: <laughs> always happens at the season finals. <laughs> always, always. So I don't know if this is what everybody's expecting, but honestly, I have thoroughly enjoyed this because we hit. This is what we want to do with the new show. Yeah. We want to talk to other motorsports. A bit, a
0: bit cathartic too, because I've had a shitty week at work. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's been a week. It's been a month. It's been the year. But if I if you guys don't like the just other racing, done, sound like right? shit. If you don't like the other racing talk, I'm sorry. You're gonna get more of it because yeah, I'm the point. I really need to broaden my horizons because there is a world outside of Poland. There is. And especially, we got some huge records coming up, and I want to bury myself back in land speed. It's been years. I was probably 13, 14 last time I dove hard into land speed record.
0: Yeah. I got to look at the water speed record, too, because I believe there's an Australian team that is close to challenging for that, too, and that's a record that has stood for even longer.
1: That was uh, late 50s, early 60s. I
0: believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, Donald Campbell, I think, holds yeah. it at, I don't remember, I can't remember the speed, but there's an Australian team who they're they're flirting with, that the boat is built.
1: And, I mean, we're talking about stuff that's insane on land. Water's even more variable of a surface to try to work on. Even in yeah. inland lake, you know, when you're trying to reach the speeds, they are a one-foot sea and.
0: Spell hell for a pass. Yeah, uh, the own wake of a chase boat could—that's what it. killed Donald Campbell. Yeah, he he made his run, and everything was good with the boat. He turned around and wanted to make the return run too fast. Well, the reverberations of his own wake, because he was the only boat on the water, were still present, and that's what killed him. Yeah, uh, the boat wound up going airborne. They never found him. I mean, he was shredded. I guess they never found him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, and dirt is dirt. It's going to be hard. Water is harder than concrete at them speeds. Yeah, water's ruthless at that speed. Because like you said, it shreds things. Mm -hmm. So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night.